Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast. This is Jeff again, and I am super excited today. It's another of our entrepreneur interviews, um, interviewing people who've gone from one world to another. They found their freedom. They've been able to build businesses, uh, been able to come up with additional outside income and replace their primary sources of income. So today, I'm going to be interviewing Neil Parekh. Um, Neil is with a company or owns a company called Made This. Um, they are a made service that kind of has a little bit of a different approach. So Neil, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. And I pronounced your last name correct, right? You actually did. I was quite impressed. I've got an, a wide spectrum of it, but you nailed it. So For, for someone who big. has a, a same very easy name that people screw up. Thank you for, for uh, <laughs> I, like it. I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to guess on your last name, so I'm just going to keep calling you Jeff. Yeah, there we go. It's just kickle. So it's easy. It's, okay. There we go. Um, so Neil, uh, you own made this or is this a, is it a partnership or? Yeah, I own made this and made this franchise. So okay. low on earth. Nice. Yep. nice. So tell us your story. How did, uh, how did you come about getting into this business? Yeah, it's uh, I uh, actually started my career in private equity. So I was in tech <laughs> private equity. So completely opposite of running a cleaning company, definitely. Uh, but I, I worked in tech private equity for a few years. And, um, you know, same thing where I was in the cubicle and I was typing online. How do I start a side hustle? How do I quit my job and travel? How do I like what, you know, you get inundated with all these different ideas which pop up. And in, in between typing, I'm dying every day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> on my 20th Excel model of the day. Yeah. Uh, to, honestly, the, the, the job and like the people I was with, I, I quite liked them. I just knew I wanted to do something else. Uh, my main motivations were a couple of things. I wanted to quit my job and travel and mm -hmm. I wanted to help provide financially for my parents. Those are my nice. two motivations. So based off of that, I was looking for side hustles and I tried a lot of different things. I tried stuff, which is traditionally like quote unquote remote, which I could do from anywhere in the world, which was like digital marketing, e-commerce, drop shipping. Um, and honestly, Jeff, none of them worked. They all flopped. Um, and finally I was on a website called Reddit. Jeff, have you heard about reddit.com? Of course, yeah. Cool. I was on the entrepreneur subreddit and a guy had posted about how he started the cleaning company. And so I thought, you know what the heck, I'm doing all these other things which are flopping. Let me give this a shot as well. Uh, and it started working. And in hindsight, I kind of realized <clears throat> why it was working, but anyway, it started to grow and scale. And uh, from there, I realized, hey, I'm going to quit travel. Uh, I need to make this thing completely remote. So I was able to build the systems from day one in a method which didn't require me to be there. Cleaners go from their home to the job site. Everything else is done virtually. So worked on it part-time for a couple of years. Uh, by the time I quit my job, I think we were doing around 30,000 a month in revenue. Nice. And I booked a uh, one-way flight to South America, to Colombia, yeah. And I started backpacking and traveling. And I, Jeff, I thought I'd be gone for like a year and be like, oh, I'll do a year, see what happens. Five years later, <laughs> still, still going around the world, still traveling, 
the business has scaled. And since then we expanded it um, and started to make this franchise, which is to try to uh, allow other people to have that financial freedom and location freedom by nice. starting their own made this location in the U S that is super cool. So um, like during that time period, okay, you're remote um, South America. I've spent quite a bit of time there mm-hmm. years ago, but uh, not exactly the highest tech places to be. How did you, how did you run your company <clears throat> and your team? that promote? I think the idea that a lot of places like, um, well, let me phrase it this way. Everywhere has co-working spaces now. Everywhere there's uh, high-speed Wi-Fi available, especially in tourist zones. So, you know, I I wasn't able to go to like the Amazon, which I really wanted to by the time my business was not in the spot to do that. So I had to be connected. But the reality is nowadays you can find very good high-speed Wi-Fi everywhere. Um, so I was able to just map myself along, staying along the tourist path or the gringo path, as it's called in South America, just to ensure that I was in a Wi-Fi zone and I was good. Sure. Well, and I'm sure on weekends you could kind of go off off the grid a little bit. And yeah, and to be honest, that's the best part about working in a different time zone. Um, yeah. My business is a local business, uh, originally based in Los Angeles, meaning eight to four p.m. Pacific time. If I'm ahead of schedule because of my time zone, I have that morning to do whatever I want before going into yeah. work, quote unquote. So it was it's a, it was a very nice break. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. I mean, that's the honestly, that's the thing a lot of people want to be able to do. So you you've lived that life of uh, you know, hey, I can be a digital nomad. I can go wherever I want. And so uh, what are you doing now? Because I know uh, I know you you're back in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, back in LA, this thing called COVID happened and travel kind of stopped. (laughs) (laughs) So I I'm back in LA, I still traveling quite a bit, but have a home base over here now and working on scaling up made this franchise. So we are a cleaning company focused on Airbnbs as well as residential properties, but we're actually the first and only vacation rental cleaning franchise that exists. There's a big demand for the type of service we have. So working on scaling that across the U S and finding different franchisees. Uh, and oftentimes these are people who maybe are working in corporate and want to get out, want to follow an existing system. So they'll look to a franchise franchise type of operation. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the people I'm looking for nice. uh, to join the Midas team. So, so that's the main focus. Uh, forward. Yeah. So what, I mean, what type of technology, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing there's <clears> some type of technology you provide to be able to dispatch and yeah, yeah. A couple of pieces of software that uh, help with scheduling, um, taking online bookings. A lot of what I guess different about us compared to other cleaning franchises, which is crazy to say is just like simply offering online booking, flat rate pricing. You know, you could book in 60 seconds, things like this. It's not revolutionary, but you realize that when you're dealing with home services and local services, it is ahead of the time because a lot of your competitors just don't really know what they're doing. (laughs) Um, So just kind of staying current and making sure we're very seamless and um, tech friendly has been the key for us. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, if you're an Airbnb or VRBO or you're, you're used to technology and right. you expect that, I, I would assume the same thing from your world. So yeah. If somebody exactly. wants to become a franchisee, what's the process with you? Because I'm, I'm guessing there's not a whole lot of, you know, I mean, you don't have a lot of infrastructure to buy into. I mean, you just find people. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much it. You're buying the systems, the tools, the expertise. Uh, we do a lot of the tech stuff for you, but I mean, all in cost is probably between around 50,000, okay. which includes that initial buy-in of 35,000. So most of the money after that is mostly towards marketing. It's a very lean operation when you get running. Uh, yeah. and there's a big support system in the back end as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Um, and sorry, Jeff, your question regarding franchising was what specifically? Well, yeah, I mean, just, you know, so uh, that was that really you kind of answered it. You know, what, yeah. what, what's the buy-in and then what, you know, what's really it afterwards? And I mean, you, it sounds like you provide them with everything they need to get started and, and it sounds like some help with marketing too. Yeah. I usually say like, if, if you're interested in franchising, at least for us, but just any franchise system, it's usually a two to three month process of vetting. And that's okay. good for both sides. Cause once you join a franchise system, uh, I'll say from my experience, from example, I want to make sure you're the right person, right? Yeah. So we're pretty picky cause we're going to be working together for a while mm-hmm. uh, about who to bring into the system. And once you're onboarded a couple months of what I call made this university training, you go, um, and start your franchise location, then ongoing support, weekly coaching, a whole ops manual, online courses. So there's a big support system on the back end for you once you actually get in the door. But yeah, typically you'd expect two to three months of vetting is going to yeah. describe it. Yeah. And then from there, okay, we're, we, we, we can get married and we're going to go on from there. And- yeah. We like each other. Cool. Yeah. So like, I mean, are you, are you developing out markets right now? So you have master franchisees or is it really just kind of plunking them into different markets and, and seeing how they, you know, succeed in those. Hey, markets. yeah. You know, quite a bit about the franchise world. Uh, we're not doing master franchisees, master okay. franchisees where you sell like an entire state and someone yeah. has the ability to franchise there. Um, we're doing individual franchisees. So we Good. have a couple of locations right now, Denver and Myrtle beach and looking to expand across the U S mm. now. Nice. What's, uh, what's, you know, been that experience. Cause it's, it's, beginning, you know, you're starting out. Um, I, I talked to a gentleman last night that has a coffee company yeah. that uh, he's probably 10 years into the franchising world. So he's got like 21 locations now. Mm. What's been your experience? What's been the biggest challenge of that franchising? You know, I think, uh, by the way, this is probably one of the most challenging things I've done uh, yeah. for sure, because what you're doing is let's, let's talk about it before I'm selling a $200 cleaning right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to selling a $50,000 product in five years of someone's life, right? It's, yeah. a, it's a different yeah. ask. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, a, it's just a very different vetting process. So the challenge for me is kind of figuring out a lot of the target market, the system, the infrastructure in the back end. And yet the, mm-hmm. I need to make sure the franchisees are successful. So making yeah. sure there's the best support system. So it's kind of, I think the challenge for me is building the infrastructure from the ground up when I don't I've never been in the franchise world before. Sure. So underst- understanding like, hey, what does franchising mean? Oh my God, there's all these rules involved. Like I have mm-hmm. to do X, Y, and Z. Okay, I figure that out. Next, how does this whole thing work? Like how do, how, you know, how do you onboard someone and learning that part? So I think it's almost like the same growing pains of getting into any new business. Sure. Um, except I would re- I'd say franchising has a little bit more regulations involved, which is sure. an added layer over there. But yeah, just growing pains of just learning, to be honest, is kind of where I'm at. Well, and it was, I think the same for us, you know, I own co-working spaces as well, yeah. businesses. And, you know, I think going from the, the first location to the second location, I mean, you just, you have to think about all those policies and procedures and the way that you do things and what your systems are, you know, it's, it's things that, oh, well, I, I, I know that. Well, yeah, but that person that's new over there doesn't know this and, and you're not working there every day. And, you know, we, we rapidly expanded from, our second location to our third, which was a more of a, a franchise at ah. that point. And, you know, so it's not an official franchise, but it's a license. And, you know, I mean, it's, once the second one was there, it's like, oh, okay, well, we know all the deal, all the deal to it. All right, this is easy. We can just add another one on. You add another one to the website, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we already had the policies and procedure manuals and all that. So yeah, it, it's that first one. That's the, the tough one. <laughs> 
Yeah. And that it, I agree. It does get easier as you figure out, oh, this is what they actually need. And a lot of it, I'm sure you figured out is you might think, oh, I'm going to build this thing. But the reality is like, that's not actually what they don't in my need. case your franchise. No, it's not. But you don't know until you get in there. So it's tough to fall, not fall into the trap of, hey, I'm going to overbuild or I'm and you just build the wrong thing completely. So yeah. it's always the tough part. Well, that's those first few are, you know, they're they're there as your experiments. And- right. Right, right. What's uh, what's new in your world? Uh, anything else beyond the franchise and start? You know, I'm um, the franchise and start's a big one. Um, corporate operations are pretty well systemized on mine. I'm getting actually really active on social media and Twitter. Okay. Partially, it's a way to get franchise leads, but it's been awesome just networking on yeah. social media. I'm posting a ton on there. Um, I'm also going to start picking back up the Nomad Trail a little bit again uh, nice. uh, at the end of June. I'm going to head over to Africa and then bounce around from there. And it kind of, Jeff kind of goes back to what we're saying. I know you have a book coming out called the freedom number. Uh, and I was thinking about that a little bit and that's, uh, that's the number you need to pretty much replace your current income. And therefore you have freedom. You don't need to go to your job. I might, I might present another side of that if that's okay, which would be, I don't, I'm not convinced you just, it's a monetary thing that you need to wait for X amount of money before quote unquote living your life. If you're able to, for example, like, um, find a way to work remotely if, if you're, if you value travel, right. Mm -hmm. Find a way to work remotely. All of a sudden, you can do both things. You build a business, start to get some money, maybe not replace your income entirely, yeah. but start to have that freedom. So I think for some people listening, maybe it's wise to just figure out what you actually value and figure out how do you get there without actually hitting a number as yeah. opposed to waiting. Um, that might be an option. Well, and you know, what I always tell people is, you know, start that, that side income, that side hustle mm-hmm. that gets to the point where, it, and it's not necessarily replaces your current income. It it replaces what you need to live on. And, you know, by, by that time you can unplug from your job, you know, just like you did. All right. I stayed on you probably stayed way longer than you needed to, to be able to get to your freedom, which was not only can I leave my job, but I can live the lifestyle that I wanted to live, you know, and, and be able to unplug and go wherever I wanted to. And, you know, that's, that's what I see freedom day as is, yeah, it's not necessarily replacing your income because that could be very difficult to do. Yeah. Especially as a side hustle, trying to get yourself to the point where, okay, I can I can get this up big enough to where I can, you know, unplug from my income. Well, if you're able to live on maybe 40% of your income, like a lot of people can. Yeah. I don't need, you know, I don't need to make $150,000 a year. I just need 40,000 to live on. Okay, great. Boom, done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with all that you found time, you could do something else too. Yeah, I could focus more time on this other business at that point. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess a testament to that, I, I know my first year of quitting and traveling, we doubled the business. Yeah. Why? Because I was able to focus more on it, sure. right? And you get, little, you get a little bit of steam uh, as well from those first couple of years. So absolutely. You don't need as many spreadsheets anymore. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. Realize how much time you spent just spinning your wheels doing spreadsheets. And- oh, man. Just actually so focus on generating revenue. Exactly. Exactly. Not being a cog in the machine. That's exactly right. Well, cool, man. So let's uh, let's jump into the fast five questions then. Let's hit it. All right. So number one, you wake up in the morning, business is totally gone. You have 500 bucks in your pocket, laptop, computer, a place to live, food and drink. What are you going to do first? Put that $500 on black in Vegas. <laughs> 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 no, but serious answer. I'd probably uh, work my network and get some consulting gigs for yeah. business. 
on coaching. And I think that's a benefit of building your personal brand on the internet. Uh, I've just started to do that this last year um, for the purpose of franchising. But in general, I think I've seen the vast benefit of having an online brand, a personal brand, because if people know you for something, you'll be able to get work doing something. Worst Mm -hmm. case, you could just, you know, do consulting, do coaching. Uh, That's what you can do once you actually build a personal brand. So I would probably lean on the personal brand and say, Hey, let me start coaching cleaning businesses Mm -hmm. and getting involved in that and maybe spend some of those dollars on marketing myself. Yeah. Um, and going from there. So that's in front doing. of people. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely cool. Yeah, that, that's the best thing about it too. When you have that reputation, hey, I'm a successful business. Yeah, it's gone, but I, the knowledge is still in my head. I can, I yeah. can share that with you. Absolutely. What, uh, what's the biggest business mistake you've ever made? Oftentimes, I think it's not firing fast enough. Okay. Right. And I think this goes back to management and understanding what type of personality you have in order to be a manager. Some people are completely comfortable with firing. I typically was not. So I'd kind of close my eyes and hope for the problem to go away. And the reality is doesn't go away. Yep. And many times it kind of festers. And um, let's say you have a bad app in your company, but maybe you like the person, but it's not the right fit or it's a bad attitude. The reality is it causes a lot more problems than just lack of productivity. Other people are also uh, unproductive. They're thinking about it, talking about it. Uh, it absorbs a lot of time, not to mention you're just delaying the inevitable. So I think there's a lot of negatives I didn't realize by my inaction. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd probably be a little bit more decisive with uh, letting people go. That's uh, as my friend, Jim Cathcart puts it, uh, he's like, you know, you can't grow a, 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 you know, a redwood from an acorn. Mm. You know, and sometimes they're just not the right fit. You know, we right. want them to be, we want them to be that giant sequoia and they're starting out as an acorn. They're just, yeah. you know, they could grow Can't to be it. a really nice oak tree, but they're not going to grow to be a, a sequoia. Right. Uh, and, and I've, I'm, I've been, you know, the same problem. I, I see more in people than they see in themselves sometimes, mm. you know, and I, I project more into them than they probably realize that they actually could do. And, you know, it's that same problem. I'm like, uh, you know, you just, you get to the point where you're like, okay, you're just not going to be a fit and just, we're going to have to let you go. But that could have festered for way too long before that. So yeah, absolutely. Well said. What's a, what's a book that you would recommend for our audience? You know, I'm going to give you an alternative kind of book. One I just read, it's called the surrender experiment. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm not sure if you heard of it, but the author, he also wrote a book called untethered soul. Okay. Um, and the surrender experiment is just his life story about how he kind of followed the flow of life and ended up pretty much running a $300, a $300 million public company. Wow. And he's just like complete Yogi dude, just <laughs> meditation guy, like lives in the woods, wears no shirt and just running this massive company just cause he kind of followed the flow of life. So it's, it's, yeah. it's story of his life. And I found it quite inspirational. That's fun. That's awesome. Do you know what his name is? Um, uh, Michael Singer. Okay. Awesome. Of course, that's the amazing thing about today's world. You can be a yogi dude with with no shirt on, and you can actually end up running a CEO. Yeah, seriously, right? They'll probably <laughs> give you more money in venture capital raising just by doing exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you're you're an interesting guy. We're gonna... <laughs> um, what's a tool you use every day in your business that you might recommend for uh, for our audience? I'll try to give you a, an example of a small one, which I think made a big impact for me. Um, I use a Google Chrome plugin called Newsfeed Eradicator. Okay. And what it does is you select what social media outlets you want it to block. Ah. So I'm a culprit for like zoning out and going on Reddit. And right when I go on Reddit, this newsfeed blocks it. So I'm like, okay, it just shows me inspirational quote. That's it. Same for Twitter, <laughs> same for like Facebook. 
So it's great because sometimes on Facebook, I just need to go check a message. But you yeah. know what happens when you're not paying attention. Oh, yeah. You're going to read something and go down the rabbit hole. You lose a couple of minutes here, a couple of minutes there. Um, so this yeah. actually been great. Knows, I, just, I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. So I just put it in. It blocks everything. I love it. Um, yeah, it's great. That is fantastic. Uh, I, I can see that, on, especially on social media. I, I seem to get, I, I seem to do that on Twitter. I'll go down and, you know, I, something will pop up because it's got those stupid little pop-up things. I'm yep. like, oh. And, oh, well, let me see what that is. And then I, somehow I end up stuck on there reading a bunch of useless crap that I don't really need to use. Yep. So they get you. Does it work on uh, mobile too? Or, you know, I'm not sure. Um, I, it's Chrome extension. So I'm going to guess not for an app. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm a, I'm an Android guy. So maybe it does. Hey, maybe. <laughs> um, what's the best way if somebody wants to contact you or ask questions, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Sure. If you're interested in Made This, you could just go to Made This Franchise, M-A-I-D-T-H-I-S Franchise.com. Uh, you can go to my personal website as well, neilparekh.com, N-E-E-L-P-A-R-E-K-H.com. Message me there. Tell me you came from um, Jeff's show and happy to answer as many questions as, as you have. So happy to help. That is fantastic, my friend. Well, Neil, thank you so much. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for you. I mean, this sounds like a, 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 I think you're in the right place at the right time and a, a highly massively fragmented business. Um, I appreciate so it, Jeff. I, I think you're, you're pulling everything together in the right way. And it's, uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear your, you know, hear, hear how the story continues over time. So we'll have to keep in touch. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for having for me on the show. Uh, folks, as always, we do these shows Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, so look for them to be out. And we, uh, we look forward to, uh, to sharing more stories like this that Neil has. And of course, everything that he talked about is down in the show notes. So if you want to connect to some of the things that he was talking about, you can connect to him and connect to Neil directly uh, right off of our website. So thanks a lot. And we will see you guys back here the next time. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.